The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms uh, Friday. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the program. Thanks for coming in and joining us. Friday, our favorite day of the week. Yes, yes, yes it is. Our favorite day of the week, our chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature. And uh, we're ready to go for today. It's a full boat today. Full A full boat today of all the things that uh, you want to talk about, including... Uh, discussions with our friend David Codria, who is the author of the blog site uh, uh, War on Guns, which you can find at warongunscom Also, of course, uh, he is one of the uh, one of the journalists that uh, helped break the Fast and Furious scandal as well, and uh, he's been working very hard. In a whole bunch of different areas, and we're looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Uh, recently, his uh, blog site, which is an opinion blog, uh, has been um, under attack by Google. Uh, I guess Google, because he's using Blogger. Blogger is owned by Google, uh, and he's had several of his posts taken down uh, for everything from misinformation and everything else. Even though. He's linking them, you know, linking stories to uh, the supposed blue check mob uh, from stories and people, you know, that are, anyway, it's, we're going to get into it with David Codria. Uh, it's been a while since we talked to him, so we'll definitely talk about some firearms news and some other things first, and then we will uh, get with him and talk with him about uh, some of the other stuff as well. Uh, in hour two, we'll be joined by Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from season four of the uh, show Chop, uh, Top Shot on the History Channel. And uh, we'll see what uh, he has to say about everything that's going on in the world. And uh, we'll uh, we'll dive into that and, uh, and uh, just see what's going on in his world, including discussions on the Sacramento shooting that happened just a few days ago. Uh, turns out it may not have been exactly what was being reported. Shocking, I know. And so we'll uh, we'll get some uh, details on that, uh, maybe from him, and we'll have some discussions on that uh, here as well. As always, on Fridays, we like to finish up the show with a little bit of an entertainment review from our good friend Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. He's going to come on board, and, uh, and uh, he'll hang out with us, and we'll be talking about that, uh, you know, the entertainment news and the stuff that's at the theaters and everything. It's just a nice way to kind of, uh, you know, end up and and go into the weekend because uh, we got all the angst built up over uh, politics and firearms and everything else, and this is just a good opportunity for us to kind of let our hair down a little bit. So that's uh, what is going on. 
Uh, you could join us every morning, by the way, on the live stream, which is available at MichaelDukeShow.com. You can also, of course, come into the chat room and join us there, uh, which is, uh, well, at Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, any one of those chat rooms will work for us. Although it says I'm broadcasting on Facebook and I don't see it. So I don't know if Facebook is actually working today or not. You know, it's just one of those things where you just have no idea whether or not your technology is working correctly. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see uh, if that is the case or what. We are available and up on uh, YouTube this morning for sure. I could see the YouTube video, no problem. The Facebook video... Not so much. So I don't know if you're if you're trying to reach us, just uh, go to YouTube and search up my name, Michael Dukes, and you'll find me there. And you could join us in the chat room there this morning. So see, that's that's why we multicast. That's why we multicast on all three of those platforms, just in case one of them decides arbitrarily to uh, you know to 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 uh, basically tell you no, no, you cannot, you cannot do that. Uh, so anyway. That's uh, that's how we roll this morning. Okay, um, what's some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about? Well, first and foremost, I guess I should say uh, hi and uh, hi to Fairbanks. Uh, since I'm in Fairbanks today, and we are going to be out at the uh, outdoor show. First time the outdoor show has been put on since COVID uh, struck. Uh, so this will be kind of a nice return to. All the big stuff that's going on out there. If you love the outdoors and you love all the different things that are related to that, then uh, the outdoor show is going to be for you. So if you're in the Fairbanks area this weekend, make sure you swing by the Carlson Center. It's 10 to 10 to 6 on, on uh, Saturday, and uh, the, the outdoor show is actually open today, but I'm going for the gun show, which starts tomorrow. 10 to 6 on Saturday, 11 to 5 on Sunday. Come out, say hi, see us, see what... Uh, See what other kinds of uh, goodies you can find in the gun show. And, uh, you know, look for that elusive box of ammo that you can't seem to find anywhere. That's, that's what you got to do for that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, what, uh, what, else, what else we got? Uh, I guess that's it. I guess that's kind of all the housekeeping stuff. Um, I'm, uh, I'll be here uh, all weekend hanging out. So, uh, make sure you come by and say hi for me, will you? That would be fantastic. Fantastic for that to happen. Okay. Um, well, I got, I got time for a couple headlines. I got time for a couple headlines uh, going on out there. Uh, you know what I find interesting, uh, more than anything else, uh, about what's going on in the country when it comes to when it comes to gun rights and gun laws, you know how all these people are constantly saying, you know, there's just too many damn guns in this country. What we need is more laws. It'll be, we'll get that. This is the, you know, we'll we'll do it. We'll just one more law, and these, and, and this will be fixed, right? That seems to be the common thread. That seems to be the common uh, uh, theme. Uh, from all of the gun control folks out there that, uh, you know, that this has nothing to do with the people. It has nothing to do with the actions of the people or who they are or what they do. This has everything to do with the guns themselves. It's their fault that somehow Johnny, Johnny was just an angel. Johnny was, you know, he was a good boy. He was a valedictorian almost. I mean, he was... You know, he took out he took out the trash from the lady next door, and he 
He picked up puppies on the street and took care of them, but then one day, someone handed him a gun, and it was as if he became a different person. He was just possessed. Mr. Walker turned into Mr. Wheeler. I mean, it it really is just a common theme, right? That somehow, if we just passed one more law, that it would be just great. Now, except, of course, that we see time and time and time again that that is not the case. That, in fact, many of the states that have uh, the most gun control laws, that have the most laws on the books for gun control, are are some of the worst offenders, uh, you know, California, New York, and even, yes, dare I say it, Massachusetts. I mean, it may not be the most gun-controlled state in the country, but it's not far from it. They've got just about everything you could ask for just outside of a total ban. They've got universal background checks, a permit-to-purchase requirement, meaning you can't even buy a gun without begging the government's permission. Oh, and an ownership permit. you got to have two separate permits. you got to have one to buy it and then one to own it after you buy it. I mean, all of this stuff is meant to keep stuff, you know, it's meant to keep guns out of the hands of people who aren't supposed to have them. And yet, what's going on down in Boston? Oh, according to the Boston Herald, they've got a little bit of a problem with teenagers with guns. Yeah, it's... Uh, the Suffolk District Attorney, this is according to the Boston uh, to the Boston Herald, the Suffolk District Attorney is calling a spate of recent arrest of teens with guns a moment for immediate, all-encompassing societal reflection. This, this is this is the this is what the district attorney is saying. It's a moment of immediate, all-encompassing societal reflection. That's her statements condemning illegal guns on the street. A 15-year-old Mattapan boy was arrested by Boston police on Monday and arraigned on Tuesday on charges of unlawful possession of a firearm. He was the third arrest of a 15-year-old on firearms charges on, in Boston in four days. Four days. <laughs> They've arrested four teens, all with guns. Who, who, by the way, you know that you can't legally, you know, they, no. I mean, just, you know. Wait, wait, criminals break the law? Is that what you're is that what you're telling me? That criminals actually just ignore the how does that work? Uh, the DA said in a statement, one thing we must never do is fall into a mindset that makes the reality of three children in Boston neighborhoods walking around with such destructive weapons somehow less perilous than three children in any other Massachusetts neighborhood doing the same thing. Okay, I mean uh, they had they had launched the Firearms Rapid Incident Program, which aims to expedite gun crimes to superior court, where serious, uh, serious offenders could face harder sentences and higher bails. His offices has also convened a special grand jury the month before, mostly dedicated to firearms offenses and non-fatal shootings to help alleviate the case backlog due to COVID restrictions. Um. As the latest teen was arrested on firearm charges on Monday, another 15-year-old from Roxbury was arraigned in the county juvenile court following his April 1st arrest on mostly gun-related charges, carrying a firearm without a license, possession of a firearm without an FID, carrying in a loaded firearm, receiving stolen property over... I mean, what? I thought there was, I thought there was laws against that kind of thing. Aren't there laws? I mean, don't they... Know? I mean, so first of all, 
A 15-year-old can't legally own a gun anywhere in, in the country. You can't purchase a firearm anywhere in the country at the age of 15. And any rational, sane, law-abiding citizen would never sell a gun to someone of that age without even without the universal background check requirement, which they have in Massachusetts. So, listen, we're always hearing about, oh, just need one more law. We just need one more law because that'll... Mm-hmm. I mean, this is gun control is a failure, folks. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. It's a failure. It makes it harder on the average citizen to be able to exercise their rights. And it makes it easier on the criminal because it disarms average law-abiding citizens. I mean, this thing is an abject failure. Gun control can't stop teenagers in Boston from getting guns, but it's supposed to make our streets safer. That's the answer. I mean, this is just, again, this is just one more example of how, and this doesn't even get into the Sacramento shooting. I mean, California is the the golden, I mean, it's the golden rule, right? I mean, it is the exemplar of exactly what we need in this state. And yet it turns out that, it turns out that this shooting in, Sac, in Sacramento, first of all, it happened, second of all, it was a bunch of gangbangers actually going after each other. David Codre is going to talk about that here in a minute. But, I mean, this thing is its just, again, I could point to case after case after case where gun control is nothing more than an abject failure. And I argue we need to stop, you know, farting around with this stuff. You know, disarming rational, law-abiding American citizens, because they're the only ones who are going to follow the law, makes no sense when it makes them more attractive to criminals who are going to ignore the law and do what they want to do anyway. So just punish the people who are breaking the law. How about that? How about that? I mean, it's just a thought. I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking that maybe that would make more sense than uh, than anything else. But you know, who knows? Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just wrong. All right, uh, we're going to continue here. We got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, uh, free-thinking radio. David Codria is our guest up next. Back with more right after this. What is that? Common Sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay. Um, well, hey, how are you doing? Um, I don't know what's going on with Facebook. It says that it's broadcasting Facebook, but it's not. Um, it's it's not uh, it's not working. It's just I don't see the video popping up. I didn't get the notification. I didn't get anything. It says that it's broadcasting on Facebook, but it appears to not be broadcasting on Facebook. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to restart the video today. It doesn't even matter. If uh, if you guys, if folks want to figure it out, they know they can go to Facebook and watch the video. You know? I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe maybe the algorithm on Facebook has picked up on the fact that I'm holding a gun in the splash screen for the Firearms Friday thing. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, but it's Friday. 
So it's all exciting, and I'm uh, I couldn't be happier than what we got going on here now. Uh, all right, did I see the article in hand waving freak outery? I did not. Uh, I'll have to go back and look at that. That guy's stuff deserves some long reads. I'll be honest with you, they deserve some long reads for the stuff that he does. It's good. It's good stuff. So um, we'll uh, we'll take a look at that uh, uh, later on, Brian. Uh, so it's like me and Brian in the chat room here. There's eight other people watching on YouTube, but none of you have said anything. I think because you're afraid. I think because you're scared. Don't be a scaredy cat. Don't be a scaredy cat. <laughs> All right. Well, should I get uh, should I get David Codria on the line? I guess we should do that just to make sure that we are all good here this morning and i'll do that and how about that let's get it let's get it rolling on shall we this is david good morning mr codre how are you i am sitting here just you know thinking that life owes me a lot more how about you (laughs) (laughs) couldn't that always be the truth my friend shouldn't that always be the answer it's exactly right uh all right well we are uh uh, we're in the commercial break and uh, we're about ready to rejoin the radio here in just a minute uh but uh, i wanted to get you on just a minute early to make sure I'm, i'm actually broadcasting remotely today um, and so I've got a little bit of a different setup. So I just wanted to make sure that I had you on the line and there was no problems before we got started. So, Okay, how long do you plan on having me? Uh, I'd take you to the top of the hour if you're good with that. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, and uh, I figured we could talk. Uh, I want to talk primarily about, uh, uh, about the blogger situation, but I also wouldn't mind touching base on a couple other things, including um, uh, the... Uh, what we the Sacramento thing? What's going on in Sacramento? And the fact that now it turns out that it was actually gang warfare and not some kind of random street shooting and uh, everything sure. else. So, sure. I know ready you, to go. I know you've been dealing with a lot of that stuff. So, okay, all right. Well, I'm yep. gonna I'll put Good. you put you back on hold. Enjoy my virtual coffee and virtual donuts in the virtual green room. There's no calories. Very good. There's no calories in any of those donuts. So just enjoy yourself. All right, man. <laughs> all right, hold the line. We'll be right back to you. All right, folks. Well, if you'd like, you can uh, subscribe and ring the bell. Uh, you can uh, on YouTube. We'll be right back to you. Oh, all uh, right. No, I got to turn that. I got I got music. There we go. Uh, all right. So if you're here, oh, I'm here. Your common sense cheer up. It's Friday. I'm here. Um, yep, I can see some of you. Oh, look at that. Hey, I'm here. Ms. Sled Dog is here. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Facebook this morning, but Facebook is apparently broken. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know why it says that it's broadcasting to Facebook, but Facebook is ignoring me. Could be another shadow ban. I, you know, this is what happens when you put a picture of a gun in your graphic uh, for your, you know, for the day uh, thing on your. You know, who knows? Who knows what's going? On? Maybe I'm being shadow banned. I mean, I'm not. I don't have near the following that David Codria does, but maybe that's what's going on here as well. All right, uh, YouTube gives me better audio than my work truck radio. Hey, Dan, you know what? You could just do that, or you could just subscribe, or you could just use the app and stream it from my website. Use the TuneIn Radio app. It'll stream it right to you. All right, um, let me – got to kill that right there. 
Here we go. We're eight seconds out right now, getting ready to jump back in. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show. It is Firearms Friday, and uh, kind of excited today to get to, uh, today today to get a chance to talk with uh, one of our favorite guests. Been a while since we've uh, gotten a chance to chat with him, uh, but now is the time to do it. Uh, David Codria, he's an author, blogger, journalist, activist, all around cool cat. And uh, he uh, writes uh, about the many different things of the firearms industry. You can find him at waronguns.com. That's his blog. He also links to all of his different articles, and he's written for a scad of different people, including Ammo Land and the Daily Caller and everything else. But uh, go over to his website and check it out, waronguns.com. David Codria joins us right now. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Michael, it's always nice to uh, be on the program. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming in. Now, uh, I noticed this, and actually I have to give a hat tip to one of my listeners who yesterday mentioned um, your post about uh, the censorship that you're starting to see on Blogger uh, and said, hey, have you heard about this? I said, no, I haven't been on his site in a few days. And he said, yeah, go check it out, see if we can get. So anyway, that you, thank you to Ron uh, who uh, pointed me in the direction of what's going on. Uh, so, David, you've been publishing uh, your blog on War on Guns, uh, which is actually waronguns.blogspot.com. It's a blogspot post for years. I mean, 15, 20 years uh, you've been there, and you use it to mostly highlight your own articles, but you also comment on other things. And so it's an opinion. It's an opinion blog, essentially. And uh, and recently you put up a post and said, whoa, 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 wait a second, Um I'm somehow violating the community standards by linking to an article that has a blue-checked correspondent from the Washington Examiner on some of John Lott's work. Give us the background here. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right. I've been on Blogspot since 2005. That, that's when I first decided to uh, try blogging. And, and essentially what I use the war on guns for is to use it as uh, basically a clearinghouse to get people to my work elsewhere. But because my work elsewhere comes out sporadically, you know, a couple times a week uh, with, with no real regularity, uh, you know, I fill it up with other things to keep people coming. You know, it's kind of like, uh, think of the uh, Carnival Midway with the sideshows. That's what the blog posts are. <laughs> hurry, to get, hurry, to get people hurry. then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. To, to, to get people to come into the big tent. And, and this is a way to establish also uh, relationships with readers. If, if you'll notice uh, on various posts, I will have uh, where, where I got the tip from. And if the person's a longtime contributor, I'll have a little link, and it'll show everything that person ever sent a tip in to me. So that, that, right. that's a good way to establish uh, readership rapport. I call them uh, war on guns uh, you know, commentators. And 
I've been going along, you know, with, with no interference or no censorship since 2005 on this thing. And all of a sudden, I published this uh, post, Community Standards. Uh, uh, actually, that, that wasn't the post. It was called Further Adventures in Baselessness. And that's a recurring theme I have because, you know, any, cha- any challenge to the election results of 2020 uh, is met not with proof that it's wrong, but just with the generic dismissal of it's baseless, okay? Right, And right. so that's kind of, kind of my way of, of pointing to the fact that rather than come up with real arguments to disprove a guy saying that you had election fraud here and election fraud here and election fraud here where they present their documentation, look, if it's fake documentation, then it seems to me the, the easiest thing in the world to do would be to discredit it. Uh, that's what we did with Fast and Furious uh, we wanted to shine the light on things. You don't you don't turn the lights off on something. If you really want to expose the truth on something, you shine the light on it. And that's the best way to determine whether or not somebody is BSing you with fake news or not. Well, this was a particular article in the Washington Examiner by Paul Bedard, who, as you mentioned, is a blue check columnist. The guy's uh, been a White House correspondent in his career, so he's he's not you know, some cub reporter just fell off the turnip truck. Right, or some guy in his mom's basement, right, you know, pounding it out while eating pizza. Right. And and so, you know, the the story was a new report, 255,000 excess votes for Biden, okay, in the 2020, uh, in key 2020 states. And that linked to a peer-reviewed article by John Lott published in the Journal of Public Choice, so it's a legitimate journal, and incidentally, I said the link appears in a general Google search, including in Google Cache, the entire article appears. And this is, this is the reason that that was important to highlight is that Blogspot is owned by Google. So here they are. They're saying that I can't publish this article. They unpublished it, actually. Okay? And I got to notice they unpublished it because it violated blogger guidelines. Right. And okay. of course, they'll never yeah. point they'll never point to the exact thing that caused it to be which which guideline did you did you violate? You won't know because they don't tell you. They just say it violates the community guidelines. Yeah. And, and, there, and there's no way, of course, to uh, argue with anybody about it. I, I did click the, the, you know, the little button that said I dispute it. And it is still under review. It's been under review for like three days now. Uh, with with no ability to talk to a live human being and get this thing sorted out. And, I mean, it's just ridiculous because here it appears in other Google venues, and yet somehow when it comes onto my site, it gets, you know, erased from existence. It's kind of like Stalin used to do uh, where he would erase people who were inconvenient for history to remember from photographs and things like that. Right. And I don't know if this is because there's some kind of algorithm. I don't know if... Possibly some troll filed a complaint about it. Uh, you know, I've, I've run into that before, too, on social media. You know, Michael, one of, the, uh, one of the things that I use social media for, the only thing I use it for, is advocacy media. I don't post pictures of cats or my family or anything like that on it. It's just strictly related to the advocacy for the right to keep and bear arms. As such, because I promote my work there, I have never sent out a friend request on Facebook or Twitter. Every one of the followers on there, every one of the friends on there, have come to me first. 
And, of course, I look at it and try to do my best to make sure that, you know, we're not talking about an auntie or a Looney Tune or, or somebody that, you know, isn't, you know, part of part of the issue that's just looking for a friend. Right. And and yet I have had things on Facebook pulled, too, for violating community standards. For instance, on a December 15th a couple of years ago, which, as you know, is Bill of Rights Day, I published a post wishing everyone a contemplative Bill of Rights Day. Seems pretty innocuous. Right. And Facebook, you know, deleted it from public view, telling me that that was a violation of their community standards. <laughs> so that leads that 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 leads me to believe one or two things is happening. Either this is touching on a subject they don't want to see, particularly with the blog, or some troll is filing a complaint and they knee jerk just pull it. You know, um, either way, it's unacceptable. And there's there's one other way that Google has been messing with the numbers. If I have time to get into it, yeah, no, absolutely. Go, go ahead. We got about five minutes for the break, so go ahead. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, one of the things I do is to see how the work is propagating, and it sounds egotistical, but it's not. It's necessary to see how the work is is uh, being spread around. Also for reputation management to see what other people are saying about me. Right, right. Okay, because whether whether or not you can believe it, nice guy like me, Michael, there's some people out there that say some pretty unkind things about me. No, I can't understand it. That would never happen. <laughs> yeah. It would never happen. And, uh, and and typically, you know, rather than suppress that, I'd love to highlight that kind of stuff. That that to <laughs> me, you know, I, I remember telling my wife twenty years ago when I was writing for uh, Guns and Ammo or one of the other magazines that. What, what what I really enjoy seeing is anybody that wants to criticize me. That number number one because I'm not always right. Okay, right, sometimes right. sometimes I can learn from things, but most of the time it's just a loopy ad hominem attack, and I kind of enjoy that because that means that I'm irritating the right people. Which, right, exactly. Know, he, it's almost a badge he, of he, honor at that point, right? I mean, you're like, yeah, go ahead, yeah. take the attack. Okay. And, and 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 so one of the one of the things I've noticed though is that my numbers on a Google search for my exact name have gone down to where they're only at about ten percent of what they were uh, five years ago. Wow. Why is that? What is it about the algorithm that is making it harder and harder and harder to find my work on Google? Particularly, there are two types of Google searches. One is the general Google search. Right. Okay. Right. And. And again, because I use my exact name, there's not too many David Codrius out there. So, you know, chances are it's going to hit on me. The other is the news search. And this is where, where they determine that something is newsworthy. And it used to be, just two years ago, all my Amoland articles, as, as they would get published, they, they would populate that page. Now you got to go back to like page two or three to get to my Amoland articles. Right. Sometimes... You know what? Otherwise, what you'll see is you'll see articles from years ago that you know somebody else wrote something where they mentioned my name in the news, and and so that's not doing me any good in terms of being able to propagate my work and and you know see what I have to do to get the work promoted, and whether it's an algorithm, whether there's something intentional or not, I don't know. But the bottom line is now that I've seen this happen on Blogger. I am going to spend this weekend rolling up my sleeves and looking to see if I can find another platform, another venue for my work, so that I'm not dependent on these people being able to pull the plug on me. Because yep. I put too, 
you know, just just put too much work into it. And I don't don't just do simple blog posts. You know, I don't exist to promote other people's work. I'll get somebody to send me a link, and I'll look at the link, and if if I decide I want to feature it, I'll feature it not so much to promote that piece, but to add my comment to it, maybe to find something about it that I disagree with, maybe to find something about it that that, uh, there's some additional information that wasn't mentioned in a story that is relevant to the reader interest, that kind of thing. It's my call, it's my blog, it's my journal, and for these people to be unpublishing my work after I've put the work into it, no one can afford to do that because you never know uh, when somebody's going to pull the trigger on you. No, and I, and I could agree. And I mean, I have my own tale. When I started to multicast the program, I, I mean, I first started to simulcast it on Facebook and I did that for a couple of years. And then we had some problems with Facebook. And part of it was uh, my belief that we were being shadow banned um, for certain things, because we'd find out that, like Firearms Friday, for example, the show just wouldn't start. It just would not broadcast on Facebook. Uh, I'd have to restart it three or four times to get it to work, and I couldn't figure it out. So I started multicasting uh, to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch all at the same time while we were doing the radio show. And like the second or third time we broadcast on YouTube, I got a big red email that said, "Hey." You've been pulled down for, and I'm like, for what? It was a discussion. It was Firearms Friday. It was nothing, you know, any more provocative than anything we've ever talked about. And it was that same kind of blasé community standards uh, thing. And, of course, like you said, nothing more frustrating than not being able to defend your work. or Because I said, it's a two-hour show. Tell me where I violated the community standards in a two-hour show. At what point? Let me go back and address it. Never got an answer. Never. I mean, the show was never republished. And, and it's, it is, it, now granted, they're private platforms, so okay, it's your right to do that, but does it help? I mean, you know, the answer to speech you don't agree with is not to muzzle somebody, it is more speech. You know, it is the ability to debate, it is the, you know, rhetoric, right? It's the Socratic method of logic, rhetoric, and reason. Why can't we have those discussions? And it's frustrating to watch these things kind of fall apart. Yeah, it's... Uh... I understand they're private platforms, but they're private platforms that get special tax breaks because they say that they're not content providers, okay? And it it kind of goes back to, do you remember a Star Trek episode, the original series, okay, called A Piece of the Action, where they go to this planet that's run by Chicago gangsters, okay? I don't know if you remember that or not. But it, but at the end of it, uh, Kirk is talking to the, the gangster and uh, and basically talking about how the uh, Federation is going to come in and, and <laughs> you know, make changes. Right, right. And, and the guy goes, wait, wait a minute. I thought you had this, you know, prime directive, no interference. And Kirk says, who's interfering? We're taking over. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, who, who's, who's content providing? We're content denying. Exactly. Okay, it's the same thing. No, absolutely, absolutely. David Codre is our guest. He is an author, blogger, journalist, and activist. You can find him at waronguns.com. We're coming up on the break, and we're going to continue with him here in just a moment. Uh, don't go anywhere. Don't forget in Hour 2, Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from Season 4 of Top Shot, will be joining us. And we'll be finishing things up with Willie Waffle from Waffle Movies uh, at the end for our entertainment report, the lighter side. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Don't go anywhere. Back with more and David Codria right after this.
We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now with David Kodria, uh, and uh, we're uh, looking, I'm just looking through the chat room at some of the comments this morning, David. Uh, Several people have uh, recommended Substack, which is another, it's a great blogging platform that is decentralized. That's not a bad one. I read several blogs that are on Substack. Uh, Somebody else said Getter, G-E-T-T-R, seems pretty open. Uh, but I like the Substack stuff. There's some really provocative and interesting things out there. But I wish you luck on on your on your process of doing that um, because it is you've you've got 20 years worth of work nearly wrapped up in this thing, and they're going to try and shut you down. I'm hoping you'll be able to archive all that stuff and maybe repost it on whatever new platform that you've got uh, going on. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm looking into. Uh, and what I what I'm not sure of is whether or not. I can do it and also uh, migrate the comments over to a new platform. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a good question, yeah. Okay, because because I've just got some excellent comments that have come in over the years, as you can well imagine, and it would be a shame to lose that as a legacy. I will leave the Blogspot uh, website up, uh, but I have warrenguns.com. I've got that domain uh, registered, and so I, so I own that one. And so I can take that one anywhere. Right. Um, and whether it's a Substack where I redirect it to, or there's a free hosting, or there's a uh, write uh, something or other that I, I forget. I forget the name of it that that I'm looking into as a platform. And I'm looking into actually a paid platform, something that with a nominal, not not too expensive of a fee that'll give me unlimited bandwidth and a lot of other different options and things like that. Right. Uh, because if you're dependent on someone hosting it for free, you know, there's only so far you can go to complain. Right. Okay. Well, and, and, and WordPress, I mean, you can create, uh, I mean, this is a little bit down in the technical weeds, but, you know, with WordPress, there are blogger uh, templates for WordPress. You could actually just host your own website, just pay for the hosting fees, have somebody build it. You know, if you're not uh, technical enough, spend a little money to have somebody just brand the, the, the template with all your stuff and you could load everything up there and, and you, you never have to worry about it again. All you're paying for is the hosting fees. You just point your domain at it and away you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, this is all stuff that, uh, over the weekend, because as, as you can well imagine, uh, you know, when I'm not blogging, there's a lot of sausage making that goes on behind the scenes. Oh yeah. And right now, I'm I'm wrestling with a uh, firearms news article on uh, Ukraine and gun rights over there, and and what that means, uh, and uh, and the way various people, various political factions here are reacting to it. And this is this has just been taking a lot of my time. I've got two articles on Ammo Land. One I just uh, had published because we have a lawsuit, uh, amicus brief that uh, that uh, we filed with GOA's lawsuit against the bump stock. I got another one coming out uh, later today, probably on Macron in France saying that he, uh, people don't have a right to self-defense. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the posts that eventually get published. And so this weekend I should have a chance 
uh, particularly since uh, we're supposed to have rain, maybe even snow here, and so I won't. My, my my wife won't be able to force me out into the yard to take care of some needed stuff there. Yeah, I'm sorry, honey. The honeydew list has got to wait. This is important, world exactly. world shattering stuff, honey. You can't. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, it is, and I will say, uh, David, you know, uh, especially I've been doing this radio show for 20 years, and it is frustrating when things like that happen. I was so shocked by the whole uh, YouTube thing, because I, like I said, I think I had three videos posted on YouTube, and I already got my one strike. You only get three strikes on YouTube, and then they kill the channel. And I was like, man, this is like my third day. I mean, at this rate, I'll be out of business on YouTube in a month. Uh, I could never yeah. figure. I've ne- no, I've, it's never happened again. But again, it's some algorithm, and there's no people. You can't talk to them. There's no reasoning with this thing. That's the thing that kills me the most. Yeah, and and what what gets me though is when when there is intent behind it, and they'll demonetize somebody. And right. Wait a minute. You know, it's like that is that is so unfair. And and essentially, what they're doing is they are doing. For their allies in government, what the government can't do because of the First Amendment. So right. by de facto, they, they've got this monopoly uh, that that they've been allowed to develop and enjoy. And you know, yeah, it's fine, fine and good to say build a build a better uh, you know mousetrap, and the world will beat a path to your door. Uh, it's tough for a startup when you're up against people that have taken advantage of a system and of political situations to be able to build up hundreds of billions of dollars you know where where are you going to get the startup capital to challenge that yeah so if they're getting tax breaks because they're not content providers but they are in fact content deniers that is not only a way of providing content if you look at it in that way it's also if you look at it from an fec point of view federal elections in-kind contributions to the Democrats. Absolutely. All right, well, hold the line, David. We're about to rejoin. Uh, We're going to uh, jump back into it, folks. Please like and share this video, like and follow, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that stuff. Let's get more people involved. We're about to jump back into it with David Kodria, War on Guns, The Michael Duke Show. Here we go. Welcome back to the program, uh, The Michael Duke Show, Firearms Friday. And David Kodria is uh, our guest. He is an author. He's a blogger. He's an activist. Uh, he writes articles for Firearms News and Ammo Land and has written for all different kinds of publications regarding guns and gun rights. He's also one of the journalists that helped break the uh, Fast and Furious, the Gunwalker scandal. Uh, as well, so he's got some he's got some street cred. We were just talking about how he's being kind of uh, censored and crushed now by Google through his Blogspot website, and he's going to be looking for new stuff on that. But I want to move on uh, here. Uh, we were talking this morning, David, about um, you know the, this constant refrain that we hear from people all over the country. Uh, you know, especially in the enclaves of progressivism. That, uh, oh, you know, all these, there's just too many damn guns. And you know what we really need is we just need one more law. One more law will fix it. This morning I was you know talking about how well, one more law, Massachusetts has got some of the worst laws in the country. And this week alone they've already picked up five teenagers, 15 years or younger, 
that have had firearms. You know, we saw the thing in California uh, with the Sacramento shooting, and it turns out now, and you've written about this, so we're going to get into that, but it turns out now that these uh, that these the shooting in Sacramento was not some random act of, of you know kind of a, just a mass shooting. It was a gang war. There was five or six members of different gangs who were shooting at each other, and yet the call is what we need is more. Gu- I mean, California's got the most stringent gun laws in the in the country, and you're like, wait a second, how does this work? Run me through this. Yeah, it's it's funny if you go to Gifford's uh, website and you take a look at what what they've got on California. They've got this great big graphic showing the state of California, and it's got an A grade, which is their scorecard grade, uh, on California gun laws. And they say California has the strongest gun laws in the United States and has been a trailblazer for gun safety for the past 30 years. So these guys are the cream of the crop, and, and they've got everything. They've got universal background checks. They've got extreme risk protection orders, domestic violence gun laws, assault weapon and magazine restrictions, waiting periods. Uh, they have may issue, which means may not if you live in an urban area, concealed carry, minimum age laws, open carry regs, safe storage laws, community violence intervention funding, lost and stolen firearm reporting, ghost gun ban, gun dealer registration, local authority. I could go on and on and on with everything that they do, and yet somehow or other you get a gun battle, an open running gun battle at 2 a.m. in Sacramento, a block and a half from the damn Capitol building, right. and people are out there going, we need to get rid of guns. Right. What? Yeah, exactly. Okay? Well, it, it, we, see, know, it, we see this time and time again. I mean, I think that the, the conclusion, David, is that, I mean, we, what we have to do from the empirical evidence is that gun control is a failure. It doesn't work. It just does not. All it does is disarm law-abiding citizens who, by that definition, obey the law, and criminals who by their very definition ignore the law, are going to have a heyday. They're going to have free reign, and that's all it's doing. Yeah, I, I have a uh, uh, saying, a maxim, if you will, that uh, a reader actually put up on, uh, is it Urban Dictionary or something like that? He called it Codria's Law, and it, it's quite simply, anyone who can't be trusted with a gun can't be trusted without the custodian. Right. However you however you want to define that it and and I kind of got this concept uh, from an old book. It's an old classic by uh, Robert Kukla, since deceased I guess, and it's simply called Gun Control. And he gives the example of if you have a man-eating tiger, okay, it doesn't make sense to sentence it to a finite period of time, and then when that time period is up, just release it. Okay, because what's going to happen again? And and the bottom line is it's it's a failure of our prison system. And and I'm not saying with this that the answer is to lock everybody in the deepest darkest hole. There are many 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 reforms that could be done to uh, allow some people who have the ability to prove that they have actually uh, are actually penitent and have actually reformed and have actually made restitution to allow them to regain trust. Some are so heinous, or so heinous that you never can. Right. That's just that just the breaks. You know, some things are broken and you can't fix them. But to let someone who you know is a predator, who you know is violent, who you know is dangerous, back into an environment where they have proven time and again that they're just going to search out and hurt more victims is 
a suicidal way for society to operate. No, absolutely. And, of course, blaming the gun, anthropomorphizing the firearm as the catalyst, that somehow that is the reason. How many times have we heard of a home invasion and the, and the, and the criminal gets shot and killed and, and the mother gets up on TV and says, my Johnny was just a perfect angel. He was a Val Victorian and he helped little old ladies across the street until he got that gun and then he changed. And, you know, it just, it's just so horrible that, no, Johnny was a thug. Johnny was a thug, Johnny ran with thugs, and he got what he deserved because he broke societal norms by breaking into somebody's house. That's what happens. We're not blaming uh, we're not blaming the people who need to be blamed. We're blaming the tool that they're using. One of the, one of the it, it, it's almost like a meme, okay? Uh, and, and I haven't tried it. Maybe maybe I'll try it um, maybe maybe somebody on the internet can try it. Uh, saying he was starting to get his life back together. Okay. How many times do we hear that as the eulogy? Right. right. Well, you know what? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but you're talking about people that were involved here that have criminal records, serious criminal records. Right. Okay. And repeat criminal records. And yet there's this catch and release system where, well, here you go. And, and of course, in a lot of places there are there, uh, going for no bail. I guess that didn't happen in this case, and, and the first person that they arrested uh, is out on half a million dollars bail. And again, I'm not sure how that works. I think that your bondsman has to come up with 10% of that uh, in, in order to get you out. And here's the thing. There is no law that would have stopped this. And when they say something needs to be done, something should be done, they're very uh, evasive if you turn around and ask what. Right. What law would have stopped this? Right. And I, I think we I think we see a clue here though with some of the reports that it's starting to look like one of the stolen guns may have had an auto sear. Yeah. And yeah. And so. Yeah. Were... Which again is 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 a violation of California law. However. Uh, the, the, this this is what they're this is I think what they're what they're going to fix on and go after. Right. Well, no, we heard that it was uh, apparently full auto. Uh, you know, some kind of made in China thing and and everything else. And the fact that this was you know again not some random act where some guy decided just to shoot some people on a whim. It was a full blown gang violence issue. But none of that's really come out of the mainstream. They keep going back to the narrative. If we just had these guns off the street, this wouldn't happen. Really. I mean, I watch West Side Story with chains and knives and pipes, right? I mean, violence is violence. It's the people. It's not the tool. And, uh, and yet they continue to ignore that part and somehow just kind of try to rationalize it. And again, the only people that are really hurt by this are law-abiding citizens. Yeah, and when, when, when you mention things like, you know, the, the chains and the pipes and the knives and the things like that, uh, if you take a look at the statistics, a lot of these things uh, have higher volume of deaths than deaths using semi-automatic rifles oh, yeah. that they want to ban as weapons of war on our streets. Right, by multiples. This, this, by multiples yeah. of I mean, it's not like... Yeah. I mean, more people were beat to death with hands, fists, and feet than were killed with all rifles, not just semi-auto assault weapons, but all long guns. It's like, you know, there's like three or 400 killed with long guns in a single year, and yet there's 12, 14, 16, 18, 2,000 people killed with hands, fists, and feet. So, I mean, are, why aren't we saying assault hands, assault fists, assault feet? I mean, this is just, it's crazy. And, and that leads to another 
legitimate use of self-defense because when you look into that and and you're absolutely right and and you can you can look up at the number of people killed by a punch okay i'm sorry i'm not going to duke it out with somebody not to not to steal your last name or anything <laughs> like that but but you know look i'm i'm, I'm going to be 70 next birthday and and i used to think i was a badass from right, ohio right, right okay uh but you know, I'm I'm getting up there, and and I don't want to I don't want to have to fight somebody, particularly if I can get punched in the head is going to you know put me in a coma or something like that. So I would rather de- deter the situation entirely and have no violence yeah. by presenting a firearm Absol- and saying uh, you you can go somewhere else now. Absolutely, David Codrail, WarOnGuns.com is where you'll find him, no matter where he ends up. Uh, I look forward to seeing what your new venue is going to look like, David, and I appreciate you taking the time today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Let's do this more often, shall we? Got it, Michael. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure. All right. Uh, hold the line for just one second, David. All right, folks, we're out of time for Hour 1. we got Hour 2 coming up. Dead ahead, we uh, may take some calls, or maybe I'll just bloviate for a little bit. we got Chris Chang coming up in uh, Segment 2 of Hour 2. We'll be back with more of The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Be kind to one another. Love one another. Live well. We'll see you up next. All right. Uh, one final bite at the apple for David Codria in case we missed anything you wanted to hit on. I just wanted to give you the chance to uh, to sound off one final time here, David. Now, you know, I got I got a ton of work I got to get back to now, so I appreciate the opportunity <laughs> to get on and uh, and and chat with you and and uh, hopefully you know uh, generate some uh, goodwill among your listeners. I appreciate the chance to come on, and I guess I better get back to work now. Go do it, my friend. There's no rest for the wicked, and we knows that man, that means you're going to be busy for a long time. So I'll let you uh, I'll let you get out of here. Thank you, my friend. Thanks a lot, Michael. See you later. All right. David Codria, uh, waronguns.com. Again, uh, his website. Uh, all right. Uh, what else we got today? Well, um, uh, there's a couple more stories that we can talk about here um, uh, that we can uh, discuss. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, Chris Chang will be joining us uh, in a few moments. Uh, Top Shot Champion, Season 4 of uh, Top Shot. Uh, looks like we've got uh, about our normal amount of viewers here in the uh, in the chat room uh, watching on YouTube today because uh, Facebook, I don't know. I mean, I got the little button down here that's that's glowing that tells me I'm supposed to be broadcasting on Facebook, and for some reason, it ain't working. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, scrolling through some of the comments here. Uh, you guys have been pretty quiet this morning. Pretty darn quiet. So I don't know. What are you guys doing this weekend? Who's going to be in Fairbanks and come see me at the gun show? That's what I want to know. Um, let's see. I just got up, turned on K-Pen, and there you were. Uh, I don't know what LGB means. I'm wondering if anyone knows of any militia camps in Alaska from the border invasion. I don't know of any militia camps. Um, but, um, you know, I don't know as we necessarily even need that, uh, need those. I think we need to, uh, think you need to prepare ourselves, uh, more than anything else. How, how you doing with all your family stuff? You, you ready, you ready and uh, ready and steady and ready to go. Um, all right. 
the guns they used in Sacramento carry 10 years in jails unless you have a special license to have from the yeah no absolutely uh, a machine gun and an auto sear c- counts as a machine gun whether the actual gun was a machine gun or not it turns it into one yeah that's a 10 year $250,000 fine for each incident uh, so yeah that, that'll immediately uh, get them put away and by the way auto sears are not legal so, I mean, just one more thing to say, well, it's just, you know, one more law will fix it. No, it's already illegal. I mean, it's illegal to kill people, right? It's illegal to do all those things. Why is this so hard to understand? Criminals do not obey the law. You could do a million different laws, and it wouldn't matter because that's what criminals do. That's their whole thing. That's their whole Right? That's their jam. They don't care. Did I bring Beard Curler with me? I did not bring Beard Curler with me. I'm waiting. There's a little bit of a holdup on the next, um, the manufacturing of the next batch of Beard Curler. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. So we'll see what happens. Um, what? Criminals break the law? I know, I know, Jimmy. It's hard to, it's hard to believe. But yeah, people, that's it is. Truth Social is growing fast, says Greg. Um, grilling a couple of nice steaks, baking potatoes, pouring a few fingers of good bourbon with son and their wife for the air. Uh, Brian's got the weekend all just like, you know, um, got it all planned out. Although number one wife, that kind of asks me to do you Is there a sister wife? Is there a number two wife, Brian? I mean, I don't want to out you or anything, but... Um, uh, not all militia camps from us, but for the illegals, you must know that is happening. Obama's plan is alive and sick. You know, I, I look, I, I, we should be controlling our borders. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't know what's going Oh, I know salmon derby in Homer. I'm, I'm bummed. Um, in fact, I wore my shirt. Was it yesterday? Day before I wore my salmon derby shirt because I was bummed at the fact i was going to come down for it and then i realized it conflicted with the outdoor show in fairbanks and that kind of threw my whole plan for a tailspin because i wanted to come down and uh, work the event i really enjoy that uh and of course seeing all my friends and uh working with folks in my adopted hometown down there uh but as it is you got to prioritize and uh um i just i couldn't uh, i couldn't break away i had to do what i what it is no man deserves the blessings of more than one wife well said, my friend. Well said. <laughs> One is enough for any man. That's all I could say right now. Otherwise, you're just getting greedy or you are insane. One of the two. I don't know what it is, but it's either you're greedy or it's insane. Gun laws are about as debatable as men in women's sports. Don't say that because you've seen that now, right? I mean, now they're like, oh, I saw a picture the other day of uh, – and I, I don't know which I don't know if it was rugby or what it was, but it was a picture of uh, somebody who was obviously a trans man, girl, whatever. Uh, and behind it was a was a was a woman, a small woman, trying to hold them back. We had a hold of their jersey and was trying to hold them back. And it was something about uh, you know get men out of women's sports kind of thing. And uh, and I was just thinking, it, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, big surprise that all these new trans athletes are uh, smashing all these records for the female sports. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, it's not that shocking if you think about it. Just from a, There's a reason why we separated men's and women's sports to begin with, and now you're blurring that line and it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But, you know, okay, I get – these are the times that I just look at our culture and I go, man, we're doomed. We're just doomed. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. It's just it's such a hot mess, such a hot mess. Which is when I just go home and I just uh, you know I rearrange my gun closet and just you know fix everything up and uh, you know make sure all the ammo's labeled and and uh, that all my food stores are working right and you know then I sit down and watch a movie with my wife. That's the that's the only thing I can do. All right, we got to go. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend. I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. baby firearms friday your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature right here on the michael duke show broadcasting live across the state of alaska on this your favorite radio station and or translator and around the world on the internet at michaeldukeshow.com where you can go and find the live stream the podcasts and everything else we're also broadcasting this morning on the internet on youtube and twitch Facebook is broken, I guess, or banning me, or I have no idea. We'll see what's going on, but Facebook's not working this morning, so uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what it uh, what 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 happens. Um, all right, well, we got uh, Chris Chang from Top Shot, uh, season four, the champion from Top Shot, uh, and from the Go Big Show, uh, also author of the book Shoot to Win. He's going to be joining us. Um. Uh, you know he's going to be joining us uh, here in just a few moments, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be chatting with him about all the stuff that's going on in California. Uh, I will be, in fact, I I should just uh, I should just lay that out here real quick. What happened down in California, and maybe uh, maybe I don't know. Should we take a few phone calls? Should we take some calls? I suppose we could. I suppose we could take some calls as well and uh, see what it is that you guys have to say. Uh, you know, might as well for a little, I guess, a little bit of gun Q&A, not a bad thing. So let me uh, turn on the phone lines here and we'll get uh, 
we'll get all that squared away and see what uh, what we can do. So the Pivotel call in line is uh, open at uh, 433-3150, 433-3150. You can call us there, and uh, we'd love to hear We'd love to hear what you have to say on that. I do want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about this uh, uh, Sacramento shooting, because again, the way that the uh, the way that the uh, news media is is reporting it is that oh, this is just another one of those senseless acts of violent random shooting where people somebody just wanted to kill somebody, and now it turns out that no, it was actually a gang battle. It was a gun battle, a running gun battle from uh from a bunch of kids uh it's not like that was the west side story you know this is just uh this is violent criminals who are doing what they do best uh the mass killing that left six people dead and 12 wounded outside of a bar just blocks from the city capitol uh was a gunfight involving at least five shooters from rival gangs according to sacramento police they said they've identified at least five gunmen, but there may have been more. Only two suspects, both who were wounded by gunfire, have been arrested in connection with the shooting. And so far, they only face firearms charges. They're still working through who the actual shooters are on the case. They'd been silent up until yesterday or, or well, late Wednesday when they announced this on what led to the shooting. Uh, Rapid-fire bursts of over 100 gunshots echoed through the streets as terrified patrons ran for their lives. Police said at least two gangs were involved. They've declined to provide more details or the names of the gangs that were that were uh, uh, engaged in this, uh, but that doesn't really matter. It's again, they're going to use this gang-related activity, something that happened as a result of criminal gangs, criminal gangs, to put this out there. Uh, and in fact, the news media is already playing defense for the gangs. Experts say that if the gangs were to blame, it would mark an unusually bloody feud. In the 20 years of researching gangs in Los Angeles, Alex Alonzo said he can't remember a gang-related shooting with such a high body count. Okay, well, that's great, but, uh, I mean, these are they don't really care about collateral damage uh, when they're feuding, right? How many innocent people get killed because some gangbanger does a drive-by and starts shooting people, you know, bullets fly into houses and kill children in their bed. I mean, all this kind of stuff. Again, criminals from the gun control just doesn't work, man. I mean, it's just, it is a failure. End of full stop. End of story. Um, I want to mention also there's a Second Amendment appreciation-themed campaign kickoff for Sharon Jackson down at the Boondock Sporting Goods in Eagle River today from 3 to 6. So swing on by if you're going to be there. Uh, all right, let's go over here to the phones and see what you have to say. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Ron. First of all, let me say thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thank you for pointing out the, the hot lead. I can't follow everything, and so it's nice when somebody points me in the right direction. And uh, secondly, I would I would like to just briefly get into an issue that you and uh, David uh, discussed, this uh, uh, fault within the criminal justice system itself wherein uh, predators are re-released to the streets rather rapidly. Right, right, the revolving uh, door of, of uh, justice, right? Well... From my own personal observation as a highly stylized LEO for a number of years, I can tell you that uh, there are many people who saw in my line of work who saw themselves uh, 
unscrewing the heads of the poor crooks and pouring the good in, where, on the other hand, there were a few of us, and I would emphasize the word few, who uh, realized that from time to time courts and parole boards made mistakes, and it was our job to remedy those mistakes as rapidly as possible. Right. Well, it's frustrating, uh, Ron. We've seen it time again, time and time again, you know, where you got the recidivism, you got everything else, you got people who basically just don't care about societal norms. They're not there in the they're not there in the penal system to reform themselves. They're just getting through it until they can get back out and get back to what they were doing before. It's crazy. Exactly so. Anyway, I thank you for your time, and uh, once again, thanks for having David on. Oh well, I loved Have a good it. Good day, sir. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, Ron. and I, I shall see you at the show. I shall see you at the show. Okay. Well, we'll see you this weekend. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Ron, for calling in this morning. Let's go back over here to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Mike. Jeff from Homer. Listening hey. to you this morning. Uh, you know this gun thing. California, Boston, all these big cities. You know. It's a well-known fact among all law enforcement officers, all anybody that's in the know, that the more rules there are, the more guns get sold in that city, those towns, those places, because they get more money for them, and they have more violence because they don't like anybody else to have a gun. So, you know, it's, you know, it's like I said, Biden and Obama were the two biggest gun salesmen in America. Now it's Biden and Camilla. It doesn't change with the Democrats. Whoever's in charge with the Democrats is going to be the best gun salesman that came down the pike for these people. All right, but yet they say they're going to they're going to do this and do that, and all they ever do is create more of a problem. You know, <laughs> and these people that are doing a lot of these shootings, half of them, if not more, I would guess, are coming across our border and oh. being unchecked. Oh, I you imagine know? a lot of and them. I yeah, applaud the Texas governor. For sending them to Washington D.C. and to where Biden's camp is, that's a great thing to do. We ought to ship them all there from every state. And I've always thought that federalism means that they don't have a right federally to control our guns. It's in the Constitution, for God's sakes. We have the right to bear arms and the weapon of the day. And good God, the weapon of the day is an F-35 with nukes on it. By the way, you know. So get over it. That's what I say. Right. Exactly. No, I mean you're not wrong. You're not wrong, my friend. And especially in the border states in California and Texas and Arizona, I mean, or New Mexico, those folks are having a real problem with uh, with gangs and MS-13 and those cartel folks coming across the border. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with. Uh, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with uh, th- those gangs coming through there and jumping people in and all that kind of stuff. So you're right. Um, it's uh, it's it's definitely a, a tough thing to do. Thank you, uh, Jeff, for your call. I'm running out of time here. I want to get through these calls before we got to jump over to Chris Chang. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. Are you there? Hey. Yeah, this is Paul down in Kenai. Hey, Paul. Hey, yeah, um, just uh, shooting down in uh, California, I wanted to make it a point that, um, you know, everybody think about all these gangbangers and uh, cartel people coming across from illegally from Mexico. They're right. a lot more violent than what people are used to. All these, you know, killing, that ain't nothing for them. Right, yeah. I mean, gang yeah. violence in Mexico is a whole different critter than it is here in the United States, that's for sure. Yeah, we've got so many illegals crossing now, and uh, that's what they're doing. They're joining these gangs and building them up, and the violence is going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. 
Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of crazy when you see it. I think you know we already had a problem with gang violence, and this is just you know all the uh, all the 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 Mexican gangs and cartel members crossing the crossing the border are is like adding fuel to a fire that's already burning. Uh, we all know how dangerous uh, how dangerous that could be. All right, Paul. Well, thank you for your call. Yep. I appreciate you calling in this morning. Let's go over here. One more call before we go to break. Good morning. Who's this? Hello, caller. Good morning, Michael. This is Carlene and Kodiak. Hello, Carlene. Funny thing, I was spending time in Jim Mars book yesterday, and I came across the Fast and Furious gun walking, gun walker scandal, right. where the U.S. was complicit in allowing guns to pass into the hands of Mexican drug cartels. And then it talks about uh, a few pages later, uh, the the tobacco and firearms sting on that. And then there's a whole chapter on psychiatric drugs and shooters, and it's about uh, these kids, and they're just norm- normal drugs that you see advertised in Reader's Digest. Right. But when they're, they're withdrawing or they're on them, um, then their medical records are sealed from the public. Right. So we don't know what they're on, Ritalin or... Adderall, or I don't know all these names. I keep reading about them, and then they change the names of the drugs also. Sometimes there's one drug, 90 different names. Right. So it's just so interesting. Well, and David Kodria, who was our guest in Hour One, he was one of the journalists that broke that story on The Fast and the Furious. Uh, It is, uh, I mean, it is a shameful piece of our history under the Obama administration. Uh, They were actively allowing guns to flow across the border into Mexico, ostensibly to create a sting uh, to capture those guns and capture the criminals. And, of course, it never happened. They allowed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guns to go across to Mexico, all with ATF's blessing. And when the program blew up, uh, what did ATF do? They threw all the gun dealers on the border under the bus. The gun dealers who had been cooperating with the ATF, who had in fact been telling the ATF, look, we're not really comfortable selling all these guns as straw purchases to people. And the ATF said, trust us, we know what we're doing. And later on, those same gun dealers on the border were then thrown under the bus. I mean, it's a it's a horrific story. If you go read it, it's crazy. And yes, psychotropic drugs with some of these shooters, you look at this, especially when they were I- issued to them when they were very young, um, I think has got some. There's some real problems there, and nobody's really addressed that. Uh, so good. What was the name of the What was the name of the author of the book again, Carlene? Population control: How corporate or owners are killing us. Jim Mars, M A R R S. Okay, I'll go check it out. Thank you so much for the call, Carlene. We got to go, folks. We're up against the break. Uh, the Michael Duke Show continues. We'll be back with more Chris Chang. Top Shot Champion Season 4 is up next. We'll have discussions with him about this and many other things here when we return on The Michael Duke Show. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Michael Duke Show. Speak of the devil and he should appear. Top Shot champion Chris Chang joins us uh, right now. Good morning, my friend. How are you? 
Good morning. I'm great as always and excited to be on the show today. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Boy, i got to tell you, we've just been talking about the things that have been going on in California, especially this Sacramento shooting. I'm hoping that you'll want to comment on this and talk a little bit about it and what the word on the street is from folks in your neighborhood. We'll talk about that. What else are we going to cover today on the show? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I've just been really busy with a lot of things. Um Gosh, uh, I mean, I think the, there's a lot in Washington state that's been happening. That's also been, um, you know, trickling down sort of into California, at least the conversation right. uh, has been trickling down. Um, you know, I've been I, I read a really interesting article about mental health today and um, basically, you know, trying to take a, a different approach to preventing mass shootings, which I think is actually a. It, it, it's a less controversial approach, right? Instead of tackling the gun, it's more about, hey, like, let's tackle the person, right? Right, and, right. Hey, and, wait. And yeah. <laughs> Shocking. We should talk yeah. about the person that's committing the crime instead of the tool that was used, right? Yeah. So, you know, this, um, I've been reading, a, I think, you know, it's, a, it's attacks against gun rights advocates and, you know, the firearms industry when, when we often respond to mass shootings uh, with the, the line saying, hey, like, we should focus on mental health. And, you know, the, the anti-gun camp, they're, they're, they're trying to turn this into a, a cynical approach, you know, to solving the problem, which I, I totally disagree with. Um, and so I, I think maybe that's a, a good topic for us today. No, absolutely. Well. I mean, I'd love to I'd love to see that. I mean, I'm coming more and more to the conclusion as we see more of these things come across, Chris, and you can comment on this if you'd like. But I see more and more of this essentially basically showing that gun control is really is an abject failure. I mean, you cannot show me a single instance where gun control has has really worked, has fixed uh, any of the issues. I mean, this California thing uh, is an example. The fact that they've arrested four teens in the last five days in Boston, all carrying firearms uh, as well. I mean, it's just, you know, some of these are some of the most stringent anti-gun states in the nation. And yet they continue to have all these problems, yet people prop them up like, oh, they're the end all be. It's 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 amazing what's going on with, uh, with this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, in, uh, of all outlets, you know, this is a, a New York Times article that I was reading this morning, and it talks about this author's new book um, by a journalist named Mark Fullman. Um and yeah, so I'd, I'd love to yeah, talk a little bit more about what I uh, what I read in the article and, and my opinion and perspective on that. Great, great. What else are you up to? I mean, we've got about uh, we've got a couple minutes here before we rejoin. Uh, anything we should be watching for on the horizon? Anything that uh, Chris Chang is uh, hip deep in that we need to know about? Uh, well, um, I'll say probably next time we chat, I may have some interesting um, discussion and, and announcement about my NFT efforts so uh no formal announcement today but okay. uh, my work in the nft world um continues um some really interesting and uh potentially really groundbreaking ideas uh might be coming out of this uh, the nft space for the firearms community and, and for the industry so uh you know happy to to chat more about that probably next month okay a and little it, teaser yeah and nfts for those of you who aren't uh in the know is a non-fungible token which is essentially a uh, 
piece of digital artwork that is one of a kind, uh, which has kind of been kind of uh, it's been kind of the talk of the town in the uh, in the tech circles here recently. Uh, the people, you know, the pros and cons of it and everything else. And uh, and Chris jumped into that. You got your uh, recoil NFTs. That was some groundbreaking stuff. What'd you get? Like ten thousand bucks for one of the first ones or something? I can't remember. It was a you raised a significant amount of funds. Yeah, so you know, selling ten NFTs of the Recoil uh, magazine cover art that I was on generated thirty-one thousand yeah. dollars in value, and the serial number one of the NFT cover art sold for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, which was Oof. an incredible sum of money for someone to buy a digital asset. Yeah, and it's a totally new. <laughs> groundbreaking way of for us to own, yeah exactly. it's, you know, the, the concept of digital ownership is it's crazy wild, but it's crazy yeah, all right hey we we gotta go hold the line here we're gonna be right back to you the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio share the show like the video let's do it here we go All right, welcome back to the program. Uh, it is Firearms Friday here on the Michael Duke Show, and now is our chance to visit with one of our favorite guests, uh, author of the book "Shoot to Win: Tips, Tactics, and Techniques to Help You Shoot Like a Pro." Also, the champion of Top Shot season four in the History Channel, uh, star of the Go Big Show, and uh, I mean, he's a man of many hats. He's got lots of stuff going on there. Chris Chang joins us this morning. Good morning, my friend. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. Really uh, good here down in the San Francisco Bay Area and excited to chat with you today about all things guns, gun rights and gun fun. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, you know, I, I as I've often told people, I'm so amazed uh, that you continue to exist in the People's Republic of California with all the craziness that goes on down there amongst gun control and and everything else. But you're fighting the fight, and that's for sure. Uh, California is held up as kind of this uh, the bastion, right? I mean, this is the golden. This is the golden example of gun control in America. This is what we should all do, and yet we still end up with things like what happened here in Sacramento just the other day. Um, and of course, the first thing that goes on after this this is a shooting at a nightclub just down the street from the Capitol, uh, where a bunch of people were killed and injured, and I mean, automatic weapons were used and everything else. Uh, and of course, the first cry, uh, hue and cry, is there's just too many damn guns, and that's what we need. Is it's all about the guns, and it's all this and all that. But this turns out to not just be some random shooting. This just wasn't somebody who decided that they were going to uh, kill a bunch of people. This turned out to be gang warfare. Two different gangs fighting it out with each other, using not just weapons, but I mean, not just illegal weapons, but I mean, like machine guns, uh, highly illegal machine guns. And I, I just keep asking myself the question, Chris. I mean, these people are criminals. Yeah, I mean, it's against the law to kill somebody, first of all, but gang members to own the guns and the machine guns, and everything, you know, they're criminals. What good is one more law going to do? What's the word on the street there in California as you listen to uh, what happened in Sacramento? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, clearly it's, uh, it's, it's a very disturbing and disappointing, you know, news event to, to read about. And the fact that these are criminals committing more crimes against, uh, you know, each other and then innocent people 
right, got caught in the crossfire is extremely tragic. Right. And, you know, so I, I've been hearing, you know, for the calls of more gun control and, you know, there's this other sort of side conversation about auto sears that got, you know, swapped out in these in, in Glock semi-auto handguns that the auto sears can convert many, you know, guns into full auto, right. you know, machine guns, um, whether it's a Glock pistol, you know, an AR-15, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, these, I think the thing that most non-gun owners, what they don't understand is how simple firearms are, right? They're just pieces of metal and plastic and, you know, to convert a firearm in, in all sorts of ways, right? Whether we're talking about, you know, milling the slide in a certain way, right? You know, throwing in an auto sear, it's a, you know, it's a, you can fashion these for, uh, for, 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 you know, dollars, uh, if you have the right technical knowledge, I know there's manufacturers, um, I think they're coming out of China that are just literally manufacturing the part and you can go on, you know, some of these, uh, websites and for 20 bucks, get your auto sear. Oh, it's very illegal in most right. parts of the country. Right? right. But the point, the point here for me is always about the technology and similar to prohibition, if you can make the thing yourself, it is really almost futile for a government to try and prevent uh, people from doing that. Right? So you can take a 3D printer and you can make an auto sear. I mean, that, it's literally what's happening right now. And you, know, right. you hear all this, all the you know comments and concerns about ghost guns. Like, yeah, look, I, I mean, I agree. It's it, it is a problem, right? When criminal enterprises can literally just print their own guns. And so the, the, the question then becomes, well, how, how, do we, how do we prevent them from doing bad things? And this is a very hard problem, right? Because there's nothing really that we can do to prevent them from getting the 3D printer files, from buying a standard you know, 3D printer uh, off the shelf and, and, and printing their own guns. I mean, sure, you, you, could, you could make them illegal, but that's still just like not going to stop anybody who really wants to do this. Right. And, and it's like, why would you make something illegal if it's also going to restrict the rights of, of law abiding citizens who would want to make their own firearm for self-defense and exercise their Second Amendment right? If it's less expensive, if it's you, know, you can customize the gun, right? You right. can make it more along the lines of what you want, what you're looking for. And then, of course, hey, like, then you're. 3D printed gun is obviously outside the reach of the federal government and state government. So, right. you know, there, there are some well, really... Yep, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, criminals are going to win out, right? I mean, criminals are going to, you know, no matter what you do, this reminds me of, uh, you know, Australia is the gold standard in the world, right? California is the gold standard in the United States, but in the world, Australia is the gold standard for gun control. Yet it wasn't uh, four or five years ago that there was a story about how gangs in Sydney and Melbourne had gone in and they had taken over machine shops, not not 3D printers. They'd just gone into a machinist and they had either, I don't know if they bought the business or just took it over or under the table or whatever, and they were manufacturing machine guns in a machine shop. Uh, this wasn't just an auto seer. This just wasn't something that they printed up. They had a criminal enterprise going where they were manufacturing machine guns in bulk at a machine shop. As you said, firearms are actually pretty simple, and uh, and they were doing this already. So, again, to, to blind 99.9% of the people who use 3D printing for good reasons, uh, whether it's for gun building or not, 
uh, makes no sense to penalize all those people instead of actually penalizing the criminals who are already breaking the law and have shown a complete disregard for all those societal norms. Exactly. And so, you know, this is a, a very uh, new front in the fight for our gun rights. And, you know, the, the Sacramento shooting, you know, it, it I, I don't think it helps our cause. I, you know, basically any time a tragedy happens, with a firearm is it's rarely helpful right. for, for gun rights. It's it, it definitely gives the anti-gun camp leverage right to say, oh, you know, look at this. You know, look at this tragedy, innocent people, right, got killed and injured. And, and so, you know, the now the uh, the onus is on gun rights advocates and supporters of freedom and liberty to advocate on behalf of freedom, even though there there are there are risks to freedom. And for freedom lovers like me and, and many of your listeners, we're willing to accept those risks of a free society. And right. So. This is this is the continual rub. And I mean, hey, like this has been the debate of centuries in our country and obviously countries that preceded ours around. Right. This balance between liberty, freedom and security and safety. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, We're down to about four minutes here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Washington State. You've been watching very closely some of the things that have been going on in Washington State. Uh, Give me your thoughts on what's happening there. Yeah, you know, over the past decade or so, there's been this, uh, you know, slow exodus uh, of residents leaving California for, quote unquote, freer states like Oregon and Washington um, and then Nevada (laughs) are kind of primary um, you know, states because they're, you know, neighboring border states to California. And, you know, uh, this is one of these examples where. You know, Washington state used to be a very free state when it came to gun rights. And, and so I think a lot of Washington residents just thought, well, you know, our gun rights are, are, are free. We have a lot of liberty. A lot of Californians uh, that I know, like moved to Seattle or moved, you know, to the uh, you know, outer parts of, um, of Seattle and, and more of the sticks in Snohomish County, et cetera. And now we see gun control really choking the gun rights movement and the second amendment uh you know in in that state and this is just another harbinger of things to come for all states today you might think your gun rights are safe and secure but you know washington basically ripped out pages from the california gun control book and they said, yep, we're going to yeah. you know, restrict magazine capacity. We're going to, you know, look into assault weapons, bans, all the typical stuff. And, you know, some of that is now uh, becoming reality in Washington state. And it's really, really painful and sad to see because I don't think the Washington state residents really put up a sufficient fight. So I don't think they really understood the likelihood that this would happen. And now that it has happened, now, you know, they're all on their back feet. Uh, and they're going to have uh, a really tough fight ahead of them. Isn't this the irony, though, Chris, of all these people moving out of California to get away to a freer state? And the second that they get to the freer state, they start saying things like, oh, well, we should do this because this is what we did back in California. Uh, even though they're like escaping it, it's like the, it's just the irony of it is so thick. 
Uh, you just don't know what to do. Uh, Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion Season 4. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from him again next month. We're going to talk about some new NFT stuff and uh, find out everything else he's been doing with the Asian Pacific American uh, Gun League and, and all that. Chris, thank you so much for coming on board. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. Thanks as always. Have a great weekend. All right. Hold the line for just one second, Chris. All right, folks, we're out of time. Willie Waffle is up next. We got more. It is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Make sure you come check us out on Facebook as well. Back with more after this. Your mental suppository. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, we're in the break right now. Chris Chang is our guest. Uh, let me pull that back there. I uh, just wanted to give Ch- uh, Chris one final bite at the apple here before we let him go in case there was anything else he wanted to chat about or say anything about before we uh, before we quit the sheets for the month of April. Yeah, so, um, you know, I've, uh, I was reading this uh, really interesting New York Times article this morning, and it's called, We May Be Able to Prevent Some Mass Shootings, which... I think it's actually a very good headline, right? It's uh, it's like right. We we may be able to prevent some mass shootings, and right. this opinion columnist talks about a new book called Trigger Points: Inside the Mission to Stop Mass Shootings in America. It's uh, by a journalist by the name of Mark Fullman, and you know the general approach is right. Like let's let's not focus on the firearms themselves, and let's take a look at the people and the conditions and incidents that often lead up to a, a violent, you know, a, a violent uh, you know, event with a firearm. And so, yeah. And so this, uh, this article talks about how uh, some school districts, they have these sort of, um, uh, you know, the, these cross-functional teams of mental health specialists, of academics, of um, state and federal law enforcement officials and administrators. And so when they start seeing disturbing patterns in the student body, like, right, maybe the student is making concerning comments like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about shooting up the school on Friday. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, in the in the past, right, like these, you know, what do you do if you're a school administrator? Like, what do you do with that kind of a comment? Right. It's like it's just words but you know, you contact law enforcement. Well, but right if they haven't committed a crime, you know, at that point, and you know, so this is this approach is you know basically it's sort of like a bear hug kind of approach of like, hey, let's try and support kids in schools that are having problems, um, you know, with either their mental health or behavioral issues, and, and see if there's a way to basically like walk them off the the ledge. Right. And, you know, they cited a few successful um, interventions of, of students, you know, in schools and, you know, they help support you know, families in the home. And and also, yeah, talk about, common, you know, some of the common sense gun safety. Like, look, like yeah, if, if your kid is having issues and you own firearms in the house, you should have your firearms safely secured and, and separate from you know, that, that your 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 troubled teenager should not have direct access right to, exactly. to those firearms so, so some of these good conversations like that to reinforce firearm safety and it's it's all voluntary right it's not like 
the government's coming in to say, oh, you must, you know, do X, Y, and Z, you know, with your guns or anything else. It's, it's much more of a, hey, like, let's take a community approach that brings a cross-functional group of, of professionals ranging from mental health, the medical field, academics, law enforcement, and try and, right, prevent some of these attacks and mass shootings from happening in the first place. So I think it's a really interesting article. Um, I'm definitely going to buy the book and just at least, you know, thumb through it and kind of see what this author, Mark Fullman, has to say. And this book is, you know, trigger points. Right. So we'll, well see. Uh, I think it's important. I mean, we, we don't address the mental health aspects of a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, uh, acts of violence, these shootings and things like that. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about psychotropics. I mean, many of the mass shootings in this country, the, the perpetrators had been on some kind of psychotropic drug sometimes for years, starting in their puberty years. Uh, we're not talking about the effects of medication. You know, we're not talking about we're not talking about the failure of law enforcement. I mean, the Parkland shooter, that guy had had something like 20 plus contacts with police and like 15 or 20 contacts with federal law enforcement as well. And yet he was still able to get a gun, buy a gun and go in there and shoot that place up. The Sutherland Springs shooter had a dishonorable discharge, should have been ineligible. You know, the government has got a role to play in this as well. If they want these laws, they need to enforce them the way they're being enforced. Force. Otherwise, just strip them out because it doesn't matter at this point, right? And then address the issue from the mental health aspect as well. But we keep ignoring that and just blaming the tool. Yeah, right. The, our typical mental health approach is it's always it feels it's like it's always a retrospective, right? It's like yeah, like a mass shooting has happened, and then we right then we find out then we find out there are all these mental health issues and red flags that got thrown up about you know the shooter, and so. I love this article's focus on, okay, well, let's not do, we don't want to do more retrospective after a mass shooting has happened. Let's get proactive. (laughs) Let's get proactive. Let's literally live in the moment. Let's pay more attention to what is being said, what is being done in front of us, right, in our schools, in our communities, in our homes. And ultimately, this is really about we just need to do a better job of taking care of each other. Yeah, oh, that is 100% 100 on that for sure. I got to go, Chris. Thank you so much, my friend. It's good to talk with you. Thanks for being part of it today. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, And we look forward to talking to you next week. Folks, uh, we're out of time. Uh, Phone is uh, beeping right now for Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. Make sure you like and follow the show page. I'll be posting that story up that Chris just talked about here in the chat room in just a minute. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Well, okay. Are you ready? Oh, I am. It's the weekend. Although it's going to be a long weekend. I'm going to be out at the Carlson Center this weekend in Fairbanks uh, uh, at the gun show, uh, hanging out. We'll see all you guys out there. It'll be fun. Uh, But uh, you know what? I might watch a few movies uh, this week while our weekend while I'm here in the evenings. And nobody could tell me more about it than my friend, the one, the only, Willie Waffle. Hello, my friend. How are you? Well, and, and you better watch some Will Smith movies before they're all taken away and he's never allowed to work again. Uh, what? What? Oh, wait a second. Wait, did I miss something? What's going on? This is getting crazy. So so I, I promised you there was big Will Smith news. Here it is. The Academy 
because Will Smith, oh, that's right, he did this after we talked last week. Will Smith resigned from the Academy right. last week. I heard that, right? Yep. So the Academy feels they no longer have to follow their bylaws and their rules when it comes to giving him an ample amount of time to respond to the charges that have been filed against him. So, like, right now, the Academy Board is meeting, and he might have his sentence this afternoon. His sentence, which could be censure, removal, stripping the Oscar. I mean, what what's the deal? Well, so that here, so here's where we go. So, uh, you know, he um, so he resigned already, so they can't kick him out. They can ban him from events for a year. They can ban him from being nominated. They can also ban him from attending the ceremony. And I'm banking on. All of them. I think he's going to get a one-year suspension of some sort. They'll they'll say that he's not allowed to be nominated for a year. He won't be allowed to attend the ceremony for a year. He won't be allowed to attend any kind of academy events, and that includes all those fancy screeners that they have for all the members, where they they rub elbows and they mm. talk about the movies. Mm. I think that's what's going to happen, and and we may find out like you know, like any minute now. Well, interesting. Uh, I, I, why do I even care at this point? But, I mean, it, you know, I, I definitely agree that they'll have to ban him from the events just to, you know, put him in his place. I don't know. Nominating seems a little harsh. But, um, you know, I don't know. He issued an apology. He did everything else. And as do you expect him to, uh, you know, come forward with anything else by this 18th deadline? Or are you just like you think it's just going to be a done deal? Oh, it's a done deal. The deadline is gone. The The Academy has pulled the deadline off the table because they said the deadline applies when you're a member of the Academy and we are following our bylaws when it comes to your rights to respond. Okay. But since he's no longer a member, he has no rights and they want to get this over with. And and, and this is just the topper to a horrible, horrible week for Will Smith. So, you know, he, he resigned from the Academy last week. Then Netflix put his uh, movie Fast and Loose on the back burner. See, they had lost the director before the Oscars, and now they're just going to take their sweet time trying to find another one. Then Sony, which had been developing Bad Boys 4, said that they're going to put a pause on that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to hang back a little okay. bit. Okay. Netflix and Apple TV Plus have both withdrawn their bids to make a biopic about Will Smith's life. And here's the kicker. And this is the one that I think it hurts the most. Apple TV Plus is kind of waiting to see what happens today because they already filmed his next movie called Emancipation, okay. which was supposed to be a major, major, major <laughs> contender for the Oscars. It is No, this is an amazing story. It's the true story. Will Smith would have played a slave who escaped from Louisiana, made his way to the north, and joined the Union Army. So and so, this one's already done. It's in the can. So now they're like, do we release it this year when he's banned from getting any nominations, which will cause extra buzz, which will cause extra ticket sales, or do we put it on a shelf and wait? See, I think they're going to put it on a shelf because now technically, now it is filmed. It's completely filmed. They're they're in post production right now. But you know, 
there could always be a delay in post Right. They can slow walk that stuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, yeah. Maybe we're going to let the special effects guy take another tweak at that. Let's give him a couple months. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so all of a sudden it creeps into, uh, you know, um, uh, April of 2023. Um, all right. Well, let me ask you a question about that before we get off the, the Will Smith okay. topic. Do you think the public really cares? I mean, is this more outrage on the part of the elite and the, uh, uh, you know, and the pampered and all those folks who are entitled? Uh, do you think the public really cares about this in general? I mean, maybe the woke public on one side and and some of the other ones on the other side are like, I'm sick of hearing about it. But do you really think that the public cares? He's a great actor. He does good work. He's fun to watch. Do you think they really care? You know, I think I think you hit it on the head. I think, you know, within Hollywood circles, this is the top story. I mean, and, and that makes sense. I mean, this is the business. This is a major star in the business. I think among the general public, there's a curiosity. I mean, I, I actually think, I'll be honest with you, I think that Will Smith has more support in the general public than people realize. Uh, I agree. Because he was defending his wife, who has a disease. Right. I, I think a lot of people said, hey, man, you shouldn't have slapped him. But I understand. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it, but good for you, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like, yeah, you know, and, and I think they're probably like, yeah, you got to punish him somehow, but it was worth it. <laughs> All right. Well, enough on Will Smith. Let's talk about, um, uh, well, I know Star Trek's near and dear to your heart. Star Trek Picard. I am so excited about this. Oh, dear God. So, on one of the big Star Trek days, Known known in Star Trek world as First Contact Day. Okay. They made a big announcement. Now, we know that there was going to be a third season of Star Trek Picard. We know it's already been filmed. But there was a revelation. Every member of the original Star Trek The Next Generation cast is going to be in Star Trek Picard Season 3. It's a oh man reunion. Except for... Except for Will Wheaton, because he doesn't belong. Oh, my God. Will Wheaton. He's <laughs> got to be so salty. Wheaton is salty already, but he has got to be so salty about that. Like, oh. Well, and I think I thought he did. So, I thought he does something for Paramount Plus where they talk about the Picard show or something. I thought I thought he was doing something like that. So this is just like, you know, insult to insult. Now, maybe they're going to slip him in somehow. But when they made the announcement, he was clearly not on the list. Oops. <laughs> but that's coming out next season, right? Yeah, so they're going to wrap up this season. And then the next season, I think, is going to be January of next year. Uh, but they've already they've already made it. It's already in the can. They And, and that's why this announcement is such a big deal, because they, they kept it under wraps this whole time. Good for crazy, them. Crazy. All right. Uh, one of my wife's favorite people, I think she calls him her second husband or something, Jason Momoa is uh, now getting ready to not only star in a new series, he actually wrote it? Yeah, this is really cool. You know, he's actually been writing and, and producing and directing kind of on, on a lower, now I won't say a lower level, smaller level uh, for a number of years. And he just signed a big deal with Apple TV+. Plus. He is, yeah, he's going to be the producer and the writer and the star of a new drama series called the Chief of War, and it is based on Hawaiian history. It is the story of unification and colonization of Hawaii from the perspective of the natural native Hawaiians. Mm. Okay, so this is the colonization by Western by Western explorers, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So it'll it'll be eight episodes long. They don't know when exactly it's going to be on the air, but uh, you know, hey, this just just adds to to the list of reasons why. 
you know what? Jason Momoa is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I, and Jason and, and Jason Momoa is a pretty cool cat, and he's a good. I enjoy his acting. I enjoy the things that he does. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think that's a cool thing. Let me tell you what's not cool, uh, or at least it should be. It needs to be cool because that's the only way you can get the stench to stop. What's oh, God, this, yes. What's this story about? Somebody did weekend at Bernie's with some rapper in D.C. This is wild. I- I'm telling you, D.C. has fallen apart since I left. Okay, so. He's this he's this local rapper, Gunu. That's right, Gunu. Who knew that Gunu yeah. was and uh he he um he was shot and died a few weeks ago. And uh and he uh there were arrangements made. There are a lot of people trying to point the finger at who decided to do this. But at the Bliss Nightclub, which is a you know, a, a, it's a it's a club in DC. Right. They had a wake, kind of an Irish wake, if you will, where a lot of people paid a cover charge to get in to celebrate the life of Gunu. And when they walked in, who was standing on the stage? Gunu. As in his stiff corpse that they had dressed up and propped up and had standing on the stage <laughs> while they were dancing to his music. Okay. So did they have a buddy next to him lifting his arm like wave your arm in your air? <laughs> just wave your arm in the air, just like you just don't care because I'm dead. I mean, I what? I mean, this is yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's funny in a movie way, but when it's in real life, you're kind of like, what? Oh yeah, and 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 the thing is, like a lot of people who went, they weren't sure. Like they're like, is that a mannequin up there? They dressed it up like Gunu, and it looks like Gunu. And then people found out it was the real deal. Wow. Well, I guess depravity knows no bounds. All right, well, let's move off of the news and go over to the streams. Uh, I'm not super excited about either one of these, but uh, you you guide me on it. Well, yeah, and and this is really – this is in theater week. Everything big is in theaters this week. And, uh, you know, let's start off with with the movie that still haunts my soul, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The first movie, if you remember – was one of the last movies to get released before the COVID panic right, hit. Right, right. And, and it was such an atrocious way to end going to the movies. And I thought, my God, if that's the last movie I ever see in a theater, I, I, I just don't think it was worth it. Society got and, the movie that they deserved, my friend. That's right. <laughs> in some ways, maybe Sonic the Hedgehog brought COVID to America. Exactly. It could be it for sure. <laughs> but uh, this is number two. And 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 so you know it's it's got even more of his horrible witticisms, even more of his smarmy attitude, even more of his really horrible bad liners, as he kind of tries to prove that he's a hero. Right. And he gets his chance when the evil Doctor Robotnik, Jim Carrey, who says this is his last movie. I heard that this is his last. Oh, he's done. God. He's done with it. Okay. Way to go out, Jim. No, God. At, at this point, he has to, he has to do at least one more, more and more movie because you can't go out on this one. Right, right. You know this 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 is bad. This is like Joe Namath finishing his season or finishing his career with like the San Diego Chargers or the L.A. Rams <laughs> or something. I mean, just this this is not cool, man. That's right. Johnny Unitas ended with the San Diego Chargers. Pardon me. And so you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, this was like you know just just an atrocious annoying movie just 90 minutes of a movie that ends up being even longer wow so kind of a train wreck no real plot nothing else one-liner slapstick dr robotnik and that's it 
If that's it. And at least in the first movie, Jim Carrey was entertaining. It was like a return to the classic Jim Carrey. And it was funny. In this one, you know, he's trying. He's kind of still doing the faces. He's still kind of doing the comedy. He's still doing the voices. But it just doesn't feel the same. It just feels like he doesn't have the energy. All right. Negative so, one to four uh, waffles. What do you think? I'm going one waffle. And I'm going to just leave you with this. Jim Carrey admitted Dolly Parton might want him to do a movie. Jim, do that movie. Do the movie. Okay. Uh, the second one is Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, and it's called Ambulance. Yeah. And, and this movie's really good when they're in the ambulance, and they should have stayed in the ambulance. Okay? Right. So, like, you know, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is this guy. He's, kind, he's kind, of, kind of a criminal. Let's be honest. He's a criminal. And he has an adopted brother who's who's really a war hero, a, a military guy whose uh, wife has become very, very ill, needs a very expensive surgery. And Gyllenhaal com, uh, convinces him, well, let's rob a bank to, to get the money to pay for it. And while they're making their getaway, they have to hop in an ambulance and they think they're going to make their getaway. But there's an EMT and an injured person on the ambulance. And now they're driving down the streets of L.A. trying to just, you know, stay stay away from the cops while also not killing the, the, the guy that's that's in the ambulance. Oh, man. OK, that's kind of a that's a new one. That's a new twist. At least it's a new type of story. So give it's me a good give, twist. Give me the ins and outs. I got a minute here. Well, it's a Michael Bay movie, okay? So oh. it's got cars and motorcycles and helicopters and SWAT tanks. There might have even been a boat somewhere in this movie. And all of them are owned by the LAPD, and all of them are used to try to capture Jake Gyllenhaal right. and his adopted brother. Listen, it's 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 a fun movie. It's 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 a decent movie. I think you know it's an action-packed movie. I'm going three waffles. I think that you get enough weight to this story and enough kind of depth about what's really happening that it's worth it. Uh, and, of course, it's Michael Bay, so all those different trains, planes, and automobiles are exploding. I mean, it's just, you know, there's going to be booms and bangs and flashes, right? It's going to just blow everything <laughs> up. Yeah, the speakers in your movie theater have not been challenged like this in a couple years. All right. I'm, I'm ready to watch it just for that. I love me some Michael Bay. <laughs> Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com. Thank you, my friend. Hey, you got it, man. Next week we'll talk a little bit about... Fantastic Beasts. Okay, I'm all ready. Secrets of Dumbledore. Folks, we're out of time. We will see you on Monday. Come out and see me this weekend at the Carlson Center. Have a great weekend. We'll see you then. I'll tell you my other favorite story of the week, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. <laughs> so, oh God. They, I'm glad we still... waited for the internet for this instead of the radio. Go ahead. <laughs> we are, we are, they are filming Magic Mike 3 as right. we speak. They're rehearsing in London. They have like, a, you know, I think they took out some nightclub or something where they're rehearsing, except they're getting interrupted. They're getting interrupted by what the newspaper refers to as lots of horny middle aged women. <laughs> who have been trying to get into the club that have been harassing the guys when they're leaving the club that have found out where the filming locations are and are showing up and trying to get their hands on Magic Mike and the boys. Oh my God. And they've had to take the steps of hiring extra security. <laughs> right, exactly. Security, lock them in, everything else. Well... <laughs>
God, this show has gone down. You know, all those ladies, they want a glimpse of the magic. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. I'm sure that's what they call it these days. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, my friend. I'll see you next week, okay? Talk to you next week. You're killing me. (laughs) All right, folks, out of time. We will see you on Monday. Woo, Magic Mike. We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.